Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, empowerment coach and spiritual feminist. Today, I have the pleasure of sharing time with Brittany Policastro. Welcome, Brittany. Oh, thank you, Joni. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. I'm so happy to have you. Let me tell everyone about who you are and what you're up to. Brittany is a yoga teacher, entrepreneur, and writer who has been transforming the lives of yogis and change agents for the past 13 years. She is the founder and director of Beyond Asana and uses this platform to empower those looking to live passionately, courageously, and on purpose. So glad to have you here with us. Thank you, Joni. Yeah, so why don't you tell us what you're up to, Brittany? I know you have something exciting coming up later on in the summer. I do. So um, I am teaming up. I'm collaborating with a sexologist. Uh, her name is uh, Dr. Timory Schmidt. And she she has a, a presence. She also has a podcast. It's called Sex with Timory. And um, together we are doing a intensive, a two-day intensive in Philadelphia. It's called Sexual Being. Mm -hmm. And it is a two-day intensive to really bring the conversation of body love, body wellness, sexual wellness up into the light because so often it's it's so easy to, and in my experience, just as a person and as a woman and as a teacher of yoga and a facilitator for the past 13 years, uh, I've definitely seen that the conversation around sex and sexuality still has a tabooness and is oftentimes cast in the shadow, surrounded with feelings of guilt and shame. And this intensive that we are putting together is going to allow an inclusiveness and a safety that any one, any body, any type of sexual orientation to come and express themselves in a way that feels safe, that brings this conversation into the light. That mm, sounds wonderful, Brittany. And is this something just for women or is it a mixed group? Um, it's for anyone that... Um, that wants to come. So we decided not to just uh, just put it towards women because um, nowadays there's there's we want to basically allow for more of an inclusiveness. So we want people that identify with the gender of femininity. We want people that identify with the masculine gender. Um, we want anyone who wants to come and feel safe in this environment. Uh, Yes, we might get a lot of women. That's what I tend, my demographic I tend to attract. But at the same time, we just want it to be anybody that wants to feel comfortable uh, in this space and talking about sex and sexuality and, and really body appreciation. Wonderful. It sounds like an excellent program. Um, and I know you and I were talking a little bit prior to this about... Um, just the the linking or or where sexuality and money uh, bridge or come together, and I I wonder if you can share with our listeners just what what you found in that regard. Sure. So 
I'm going to speak to this in the in first uh, in the realm of or the piece of the chakras. So let me explain first what the chakras are. If some of your listeners, uh, if that word is new, uh, so the chakras are energy wheels or discs that are made up of a conglomeration of kind of nerve ganglia in the body. They are very real. Um, they are experienced in the spine in seven different spheres of energy that kind of move in a swirling uh, motion that exists from the pelvis all the way up through the crown of the head. And there are seven main chakras. And these energetic centers really help to connect us and bring awareness to our psychological responses as well as our personalities and uh, I've been studying the chakras for about 11 or 12 years now and understanding them has really helped me to tap into a deeper understanding of who I am and and why I am and how I operate in the world and how I operate in relationships and really how I live my life and helps me to release that which no longer serves me and embrace that which will help me to thrive. And the the chakra that really connects with both sexuality and money is the second chakra, Svadhisthana. Uh, so the first chakra is more about grounding and creating a, a foundation of steadiness and support so money does play into the first chakra and this idea of having our basic needs met so money that will help us to do that but when we get into this conversation of thriving both sexually but also monetarily like not just having enough to you know you hear this 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 um statement like oh i i you know, I have to survive. I need to. I have to. I need to survive, right? And, and I always say, I don't just need to survive. I need to thrive. And that's really what the second chakra embodies in the sense of of money. Uh, and that coupled with the sexuality piece in the second chakra, which is this idea of pleasure and connecting with the pleasure centers and the sexual and reproductive organs, all of this is found and connected in the second chakra which lives in the space of the pelvis basically right, right below the navel center and that is first and foremost how energetically I connect with these centers and and with these two topics of money and sexuality and in a lot of ways these these two topics are they share a lot they share a lot energetically they share a lot emotionally. So if you think about it, both are topics that still people oftentimes find challenging to speak about. Uh, you're, you're not going to be at a dinner party most of the time and start having a full-blown conversation about your bank accounts or your statements or, or just money in general. How, even, even sometimes people you know, ask the question, uh, asking the question, how much money do you make or how much did that cost? There's often afterwards, if you if you don't mind me asking, like there's always this like walking on eggshells a lot of times when we're talking about money. But that's the same with sex as well and sexuality. Um, you know, even and it's so interesting because we we see sex in in oftentimes ex, 
exploitive ways, right? Like we see these these images of mostly women, also sometimes males, in ways that puts sexuality in a very pushy and sometimes graphic way, but just to, to drop into a deeper and intimate conversation around sex and sexuality. Um, and yes, there are some people that can do that, but my experience is that it's still not very common and it's still both of these conversations are pushed into the shadow. And when I say what I mean in the shadow is the pieces of our psyche that we tend not to explore. We tend not to want to put up into the light because a lot of times feelings of fear or shame or guilt uh, surround these areas. Um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I was going to jump in for a moment and and just affirm both what you're saying, because it, it, it is part of why this pod, podcast was created in the first place was because of that taboo nature. But also I'm struck by, you know, as we as people, but also we as women kind of open, you know, as we open to our sexuality, as we open to our fullness, as we open to our financial, um, I'm going to say, thriving or flourishing, as you say, that there is a way in which both of those things also um, give us a more, a greater sense of empowerment. It's like there's something about being in our fullness as women, in my experience, and I don't know what it's been like for you yourself, Brittany, but where there is that fullness, there is the sexuality piece, and there's also coming into your, I would say, empowerment around money or finances as well. Has has that been true for you? It has. I think my relationship with with sexuality has has shifted over the years in in really interesting ways for me to watch. Uh, for me, in my so I'm 36, and I would say until I was about 28, 29, which 28 was when I had a very big. Um, shift in my life, uh, basically everything in my life changed from my relationships to my, uh, I mean everything, to my habits, to my social habits, to the friends I kept, uh, and to my focus and purpose in life. And before that, my relationship with sexuality was that I always needed to be the most attractive woman, girl, in the room. And a lot of times I was, and I made sure of that. And I always received a lot of attention from men. I, I'm a straight woman. And the, and, and I, you know, I graduated summa cum laude, so I was, I'm also an intelligent woman, but that is never what I led with. I always led with my sexuality and my looks. And this was something that fed me and whether, you know, at times, yes, it wasn't completely healthy. Uh, I always believe that our unhealthy patterns often still aid us in something. Uh, and at that time it did. And then I shifted basically into a space of truth. And I no longer needed mm. to lead with my sexuality, but something fascinating happened. Then I, I pushed it down. I hid it because 
I went from one extreme of needing my sexuality to be out there. And, and, and it, I'm not saying that I was, I definitely was sexually active, but, you know, I was, it wasn't even just that. It wasn't that I was having a ton of sex. It was more that I was just needing that positive reinforcement from men on a regular basis, even just people coming up to me and saying, you're beautiful, or people trying to hit on me and things of that nature. I expected that on a regular basis, and I got it on a regular basis. So it kind of fed that. But then once I shifted, I, I you know, I shifted, I went to Cambodia, um, I did a big service project, and then I traveled to Brazil, Tanzania, and India for four months. And I was in cultures where the body was covered up for a lot of the time. And when I got back, it was different. Uh, you know, I cut all my hair off, I, which was a big symbol of my sexuality. I had a huge, curly, beautiful mm. hair. And I cut all that off, and my clothing changed. I wasn't as putting my, you know, my breast out there. And it was just, it was just a little bit different. And I, I really didn't have much um, sexual relationships for almost two years. And I, so that was kind of where I needed to be in a little bit of a bubble, so to speak. And then slowly I, you know, I met my partner almost five years ago now and my sexuality has shifted and changed and I've been healing pieces of myself around that sexuality. And at the same time, I've been healing pieces around, uh, around money hmm. as well. Um, and they, they come, they come, I come at them from different different places but I've been noticing even just interesting like recently I'm my hair's growing back and I'm letting it my hair has been short for about six or seven years and I'm you know last year and a half I started wearing stilettos again mm -hmm. and you know things that are I'm much more at least physically speaking like just clothing wise and look wise I'm about putting myself out there again, but in a much, much different energy than the 25, 26 year old me. I'm 36 years old now. Uh, and I'm the connection with feminine, the connection with woman, the connection with goddess is much mm -hmm. different. She's, mm -hmm. she's much more powerful now and mm -hmm. has nothing to prove. And yes, yes. Yeah. I hear you saying that you're not seeking, mm -hmm. like you're expressing, but you're not seeking. Yes. You're not needing it from the external. You are expressing what is within you. Yes. And that is gorgeous. And you no longer need to use sex as a kind of currency, which I think we in the Western world as women learn, as young women, we learn that it is a currency. Absolutely. So that's beautiful and fantastic. And I, I think I interrupted you. I don't know if there was something no, else that's you good. were going to add. <laughs> no, I mean, I could keep going. Um, you know, and just putting this in the relationship with, with money, I, I will say that, I, that there are pieces of it that just that rise to the surface. Um, but I, I don't have that all fully... Uh, materialized yet I guess like in a way that's tangible mm -hmm. it's it's more just energetic um, I you know we're, we're doing this uh, course together that, that's yes. called the art of money and uh, you know just through doing this course and doing some of the work around it I've noticed 
experiences when I'm working with this money of sexuality coming up, of orgasm coming up, of moving into my myself in that way, and I'm just allowing that to happen without necessarily needing to know why. Um, I think that some of that, because there's such a close connection energetically in the chakra system to money and sexuality uh, and, and emotionally, like I mentioned, I think that some of it's just about moving energy. And sex and orgasm, is it moves energy. Uh, I think that so often sex has an it's like it has an end result and then that's it or it has a goal. It's The goal is to have an orgasm or the goal is to even connect with your partner and all these things are beautiful. But also sex is energy. Sex is an exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. Sex is a release of energy. Uh, it's There's a lot of power in that. So whether it's with another person or with yourself, exploring sex and sexuality can also be healing and clearing in ways that doesn't necessarily just have to do with sex. It could have to do with money or with something else. And for me, I just remain open to how spirit and the mystery wants to move through me Mm -hmm. and inform me. And if that is clearing something energetically that's coming up that I don't even have a name for, by moving into orgasm or moving into sexuality or sexual experience, then I'm open to that. Mm. And that's really where, that's really, I feel like what awareness is about, is about seeing something and not necessarily needing, not only needing to have to fix or change that, but also not even needing to fully understand something to trust that intuitive response that we all have to move into that intuitive response and to just allow whatever is meant to flow to flow Mm, that is incredible and i'm i've been sitting here nodding my head yes (laughs) yes yes and i i do i do believe and i have experienced and have have witnessed that you know along with spiritual openings which i think are in part would come with conscious money work or conscious money healing. There can be sexual openings as well, which is part of what I'm hearing you describe. Sure. And it it sounds like I want to kind of touch back on your piece about growing your hair out and (laughs) kind of claiming your your fullness. It, It sounds like there's a way in which you are claiming your priestess or your goddess Mm -hmm. as you said that both the sexual aspect the spiritual aspect all in one yes yeah absolutely yeah and um and I think for me a big piece of that is also the responsibility in it all as well Mm -hmm. as someone who is very intuitive and very right-brained and very creative, um, it's really easy to not want to get, and responsible is necessarily the right word, but it's, it's this idea of getting my ducks in a row and getting, getting the more tactile 
things about money and about business in order. And I have tended to shy away from that piece of it, the more left brain side, the more numbers side of things. And in order to put ourselves out there fully, and for me to put myself out there as a person, as a writer, as an entrepreneur, as a healer, it's important to have that piece as well. And I think part of you know what you mentioned of this coming together in fullness and wholeness, bringing in the sexuality, bringing in the money, and bringing in all the pieces of myself into the light is also bringing in that recognition that it's creativity is amazing and, and intuition is the way mm. I've chosen to live my life, but it's also important to do the very practical things as well, such as look at numbers and you know have a money management system and bookkeeping and all of these things, which will, for me at least, help to take what I'm doing to the next level and that responsibility in, in a very practical way is significant and doesn't need to be frowned upon just because it's not as magical or doesn't feel <laughs> as magical and mystical as some of the other things that we're talking about. Uh, and, and that's just, you know, that's just my experience. And I, and I know I'm not alone because I've seen lots of people, <laughs> you know, agree with me in this and like, yeah, I don't, that's that kind of stuff's like, Ugh. you know, it's like the woo woo is the place to be. And <laughs> woo-woo is amazing, but uh, it needs a grounding rod, basically. We need to ground into that. And um, for me, it's, uh, it's the more practical stuff that is also important as p a piece of the feminine goddess empowerment. Yes, it needs an infrastructure, it mm -hmm. is, is what I hear you saying. Exactly. Um, Yes, it is the way that it can really flourish in a sustained way. And yeah, finding the nitty gritty nuts and bolts piece, getting that in place is, is critical. And I think many of us, as you said, shy away from it because it's not as sexy as everything else. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, really, it's also classically, classically, it's more of a of in the masculine uh, realm um, it, I mean for me it, it, that's what it feels like um, the tactical kind of number logical piece um, and now I have a lot of masculine energy I really do and I, it's taken me time to actually bring a balance to my feminine energy uh, but that piece um, has been one that has eluded me in the past and I'm coming into more now this sense of this more practical. Um, so that's just something kind of to, you know, to consider too is that um, as women, I know we have women that mostly listen to this, I'm sure some beautiful men as well, but you know, as, as women, um, it's, it's important that we embody both the feminine and the masculine uh, energies and pieces um, of that puzzle, it's it's and as as men as well, it's important to to embody both aspects. Uh, and I always find it fascinating that it really doesn't matter what gender we identify with, because that energy kind of 
that energy finds us at different pieces of our life. And and by that, I mean, you know, the masculine energy is the fire, it's the yang, it's the sun, it's the active energy, the tactile, practical energy. And the left feminine energy is the yin, it's the moon, it's cooling, it's receptive, and sometimes it's passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's still just as strong and powerful, just in a much different way. Yes. So we are rounding towards the end. I have two more questions that we we ask all of our guests. So I'm hoping we can get to those. Um, Sure. The first one is if you can name a time when you trusted your sacred feminine flow, whatever that means for you, if you can think of a time. Okay. So I think sacred feminine flow can mean a lot of things and I think just in this moment uh, with this story I will will share I'll say that it it is it was intuition um, and I think this is one of the moments that I trusted my intuition in a really really big way without asking questions uh, and that was in 2008 when I decided to embark on a journey that really changed my life and I'll keep this short but um, I decided to take on a, something called a Save a Challenge. It was with an organization called Off the Mat Into the World, uh, which was led by um, three amazing women, Sean Korn, uh, Halakori, and Suzanne Sterling. They're all um, yogis and yoga teachers and activists. And um, I took on a challenge to raise $20,000 for an organization called the Cambodia Children's Fund. I wound up um, raising that money, traveling to Cambodia, and after that, my whole life changed. But in that moment, when um, Sean was at a yoga studio and she was talking about it, um, she's an international yoga teacher. She travels all over the world, and she was in my area. When I heard her talk about it, I felt instant like resistance in my body. I felt a lot of sensation in my body, and I knew in that moment that I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. I knew, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why and I just I did go home and I read everything about the challenge that I could but I didn't really research outside of that I, I didn't research the Cambodian children's fund I didn't like and I'm not proud of that but I didn't I didn't I was just like I'm doing this I knew and I, I knew like deeply and it was $20,000 that I had to raise wow. by, by myself and I just knew it was going to happen to the point where I was talking to a friend at the time like probably halfway through, and she's like, well, what what happens if you don't raise it? And I was like, but I am. And she's like, but <laughs> well, what if you don't? And we went back and forth for probably 10 minutes. I was like, but I'm going to. Because it wasn't even, I mean, wow. I'm, yeah, I'm a stubborn person, but it wasn't even me just being stubborn. It was just uh-huh. me being like, it's just, it's happening. Wow. And that was really me following that divine, that was the beginning. Mm. It was, in a way, the beginning of me doing it in a really bold way, because mm. after that, uh, I just kept doing it, and even now till today, I even the way I teach my yoga classes, like I don't have a plan. Sometimes I have a theme, but I go in, and my inspiration, my intuition tells me to do this, and I do it. And at the end, it all makes sense. So why? Mm-hmm. And that really is how I try to live every single day. But it really started with that, with that wow. powerful, powerful moment. And did you raise the money? I did, yeah. I raised the money. I went to Cambodia, and uh, the experience completely changed my life. Wow. 
Yeah. That is fabulous. Yeah. I love that story. <laughs> I'm so glad we got that in. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. And lastly, uh, the last question for you is, um, what wisdom would you share with your younger self from who and where you are today? I would simply just tell her to trust. I would tell her to trust in the mystery of the unknown that is her life, that is constantly unfolding and is always here to serve her and a greater and the greater being and the greater life of, of human and world kind. And because if I told her anything else, mm. she would miss out on the exquisiteness that is making mistakes and learning and discovering. And I would never, ever, ever want to keep that from her. Mm. I love that. <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> Even though <laughs> there are some things that would have been really nice to know, but when it's just the difference, the, the, the experience is experiencing them and exploring them ourselves. Mm. So, well, you are you are a wise woman, Brittany. Thank you. And I'm I'm so grateful that you took the time to talk with me today. And I know I know my listeners are appreciating your willingness to be so honest and transparent it's it's been a real gift well thank you it's been it's been an honor too i always love the opportunity to drop in and have conversations like this uh, knowing that those who will be listening will you know will be open to them in whatever way that it is meant to to be so thank you for the opportunity to to do just that Yes, and I know that our listeners can contact you if they're interested. You have a website, you have a Facebook presence, Twitter, Instagram, and they are all Living Beyond Asana, which is A-S-A-N-A. -A. Yeah, so my, my website is livingbeyondasana.com, and all of my uh, handles are actually just Beyond Asana. Beyond, okay. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Absolutely. And for those in the Philadelphia area, when mm -hmm. is when is your event? Oh gosh, you know, <laughs> let me see. Let me I pull it up. Did you here. say July? It is July twenty third and twenty fourth, uh, and also we will be um, we will be exploring doing a an online piece as well so that anyone anywhere can get that so if you you know if you're interested if you're not in the Philadelphia area uh, and you're interested in ex going into these conversations with myself and and my partner Timory who we're working with um, you can also uh, just contact me via my website and so I make sure that I let you know when we when we launch our kind of our online course or however that's going to express itself <laughs> great yes however it will evolve and exactly form. perfect all right so i also want to thank you beautiful listener for being with us today and until next time always trust what your heart knows much love <laughs>